AI is also super helpful in supporting differentiation of materials. So we can take something that is written at, let's say, you know, a college level reading level, and it can basically translate that content into information that is accessible by an eighth grader, or it can take eighth grade content um, and make it accessible by a student who's in eighth grade, who maybe isn't yet reading at an eighth grade level. And so there's all kinds of possibilities out there. You're listening to the smartsocial.com podcast. I'm your host, Josh Oaks. This is our district talk segment where we interview district leaders to learn how they're keeping students safe on social media so those students can someday shine online. Now let's get back to the interview. Hello, my name is Laura Carrasco, and I have the privilege of serving International Leadership of Texas as Deputy Superintendent of Academics and Student Services. We serve 22,500 students in Texas, uh, primarily in the Dallas-Fort Worth and Houston areas, uh, but we also serve students in College Station and Cleveland, Texas. Hi there, my name is Eric Burmeister. I'm the recently retired superintendent at Menlo Park City School District in the heart of Silicon Valley. Uh, we are a preschool through eighth grade school district with about 3,000 students um, known for our innovation and um, our use of technology in the classroom. Hi, I'm Dr. Adam Thorns. I'm superintendent of Chicago Ridge School District 127 and a half. We are in the southwest suburbs of Chicago. We have about 1,500 students and we have three schools that they attend. How is your school district approaching ChatGPT? With caution. Uh, we um, we know that there we are paving the way right now with with uh, it is relatively new and so we are learning how to embrace it where we can to uh, recognizing that it is a reality that our kids outside of school as well as within school that they are going to have access to it so for um, our initial um, our initial plan is is to educate, 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 make sure there's awareness. The, the word of caution there is that with that awareness also comes just the hypersensitivity to threats. And, um, and then also is, is uh, using it to um, educate our kids on how they can leverage on chat GPT to help them, certainly in the English classrooms, but not, not limited to is uh, they can get some fantastic ideas for their papers, some fantastic new ways of thinking and approaching uh, a response. They can get some exemplars of some mentored text as they're working on, uh, especially in, when it comes to writing, but also just um, informing our kids that we know them, we know them well, we know their their written language and their spoken language. And so we, we know when they're using it to to help and when um, when they're using it to supplant. So they, it needs to supplement their work and not supplant it. Uh, with um, enthusiasm, excitement, curiosity, a, a level of healthy skepticism, and like we do most things, a design thinking mindset is how can this tool be used to further the, uh, the teaching and learning purposes of our school district? And right now, you know, I mean, ChatGBT is, you know, I mean, it's amazing what it could do, but if you've really taken time to really dive into the chat GBT as a tool, you know, it's pretty obvious that whatever it's creating is created by an AI bot. 
Um, now that won't be that won't be the case, you know, uh, in, <laughs> in very soon. But ChatGPT is a relatively innocent tool that provides teachers, students, and parents alike the opportunity to see just what AI is when we talk about these large language-based models um, and generative um, AI. Um, a lot of people don't understand what that is, and understandably so. This is a relatively new technology for the for the masses. And so when you go into ChatGPT, it becomes very clear that this can be a really powerful, helpful tool on all levels. Um, and so what we do is we say, okay, what are the possibilities? And we try those out, and we, we, we take an opportunity to, to, to find out what is this technology and how can we use it for good? How can we use it for learning? How can we use it to, to, to better the world? And then we say, well, what should we be afraid of? And things like plagiarism came up early and often um, in and, and, and the beginning, and that is totally true. But in the same, with, the, with almost the same speed that it felt like uh, AI technologies became available through ChatGPT, and let's, let's be clear, you know, AI technologies have been, you know, have been in progress for 20 years and it, we've just gotten to the point where it's like, holy cow, there's like some public, uh, public good and some public, um, uh, some ability for the public to be able to use this and for this to sort of be on the back end of a lot of technologies that we already know and love. Um, and so where it comes to where we need to be worried, our focus is on asking the right questions and making sure that these technologies that have come about just as quickly as it feels like AI have come about to sort of check to see if something is AI generated, you get access to those and very quickly you can see, yep, this was 97% written by a chatbot. And, um, uh, and then we have conversations with kids and their parents about what does that mean and what does, what does you know, the integrity of the written word mean and how can we use this as a resource? but not as a way to, to cheat or represent somebody else's or something else's work. Um, other things that we need to be aware of is it's really important that we remember that generative AI is fed by data that we give it. And so if we give it biased data, if we give it hateful data, if we give it incorrect data, what it's going to spit out is biased, hateful, incorrect information. And so that is something that we need to be aware of. And it's something that we can help teach kids. And this is the world that they are going to be living in. They're not going to know a world any different than this, right? My eight-year-old is going to grow up in a world where AI was a thing and he doesn't remember when there wasn't AI. And so um, we have to embrace it. We have to understand it. Um, and we have to look to partners um, like yourself and like organizations like Common Sense Media, Digital Promise, and others, um, are both that are new and also established to help us navigate this world. But if we put our head under the covers and pretend like it's not there, um, the whole world is going to exist for our kids that we are not engaged in. And that is a scary dystopian world that we want to be with them in, not that we want to pretend they are not in. So ChatGPT, I, I really think our staff was just even made aware of it about three months ago. And uh, so there have been a lot of questions. Uh, in the elementary level, we really haven't touched it too much. But at, at the junior high, um, I think the, the thing that we've been happy about is it's made our teachers really reevaluate their, their lessons. And if it's something that a, an AI can, can produce, then it's probably not assessing the students in a way that we want to. Um, so we've really uh, worked with them to understand that and hopefully made it to the, to the point where if they're going to use 
chat GPT, it's positive for students where they can compare it to something that they wrote, um, but really looking at assessments in a different way. Are there any positive use cases that you've heard of from students around ChatGPT, whether they're using it in a productive and positive way in the classroom for a project? Maybe they've taught you something, maybe they're helping, or maybe they're using it as a tutor. Do you have any stories like that? Primarily, it's uh, the opening the doors to new ideas. And um, we know very quickly students and teachers could uh, get, whether it's, you can even write lesson plans or have ChatGPT write lesson plans for you. The, the possibilities really seem endless. And so for now, it's us using more of an exploratory lens on what it can do um, and then helping our community think through how this could be a value added and how we can leverage on this resource as a resource rather than an impediment. I think right now, um, students in our age group, um, and so preschool through through eighth grade, everybody is, they've all been on ChatGPT. I mean, every single one of them. And so parents, if you think your kids have not been on ChatGPT or some kind of AI bot, I think you're kidding yourselves. Um, uh, it's there, it's, it's, it's happening. They're just as curious as you are, but different from, from, from the adults who are listening to this, they don't come with the same fear barriers that we have, right? And part of that is because their prefrontal cortex is not fully developed. But the other part is, is that they live in a world where things are constantly changing and interesting and new. And so they're used to it. So most of the use cases that I see is, is students literally just playing around and finding out what this technology is and can do. And it's super cool. It's super interesting. Where I see it being most useful in schools right now is with teachers who are developing lessons that include ChatGPT with a lot of like, here, you create something and now let's see what um, large language models like ChatGPT and generative AI create and just sort of seeing how those two things compare and what you notice about it and how that can improve your own writing or your own thinking. We also see teachers using this a lot for um, lesson planning. Uh, for unit planning and for coming up with creative ideas or ways of framing things, AI is also super helpful in supporting differentiation of materials. So we can take something that is written at, let's say, you know, a college level reading level, and it can basically translate that content into information that is accessible by an eighth grader, or it can take eighth grade content um, and make it accessible by a student who's in eighth grade who maybe isn't yet reading at an eighth grade level. And so there's all kinds of possibilities out there. I mean, EdTech is awash with companies that are trying to, um, uh, to leverage AI technology. Um, I happened to retire from being a superintendent and moved into a consulting business um, where I consult both school systems and EdTech companies. And right now that's all we're talking about is how to integrate this technology in a responsible, accurate, and safe way that promotes the technologies abilities for positive solution finding, um, while at the same time putting in some, some guardrails for, for the dangers that are very real and that are there, um, and um, many of which we are not prepared to respond to at this time. But we will be, and, um, and we have to. What I have seen that's been, been positive is, is really along tutoring lines uh, that they use it to kind of get a general sense. Um, I look at it, they, they've used it a lot in, 
in the same way we use Wikipedia. Like you, you use it to kind of get a general sense. Um, but if, if you've been taught the correct way, then you know you have to go a step further. So it might give you an, a good base knowledge, uh, but then it's up to you to kind of do that research and, and to find out what else you need to know uh, to show that, that you understand. I've also had the chance to, uh, I'm an adjunct professor uh, for education, and uh, my own students have a large paper um, that they have to do at the end of, of every semester. So we have talked about chat GPT and um, really just making sure that they know that just typing it in is not showing that they know what they're doing. But so it's been on me to make sure we take it one step further and to really kind of have more conversations than just reading a paper. With regards to ChatGPT, are you changing any of your techniques for grading students and the types of assignments being used in the classroom? This is a conversation we're having now as we speak in preparation for the next school year. And so absolutely, it is going to influence um, the rubrics and some of the scope of work. If we are going to use this as a resource, then um, that this resource is going to influence some of the rubrics. And uh, and so it'll be interesting to see where this takes us. But for now, we are approaching it with caution, knowing that this could be a way for us to help our kids uh, have access to mentor texts and um, awareness. And and it we, we've actually already seen in some cases where it's increased student vocabulary. Uh, thanks to their partner, ChatGPT. <laughs> As I mentioned before uh, in an earlier answer, we we approach most of our challenges with the de design thinking mindset and um, with design thinking processes. And so for us right now, a lot of what we're doing is um, is prototyping and testing, prototyping a lesson, an idea, a use case, and just seeing what happens. And a lot of that happens um, at the teacher level, at the classroom level. And we give a lot of agency to our teachers to try those things out. I see as we move into understanding the technology better, seeing the tools that are, um, that are powered by AI versus those that are not, and seeing some of the challenges um, and some of the potholes that people step in, um, both individually and collectively as systems, and um, then I think that you'll see some more collective efforts, uh, not in my particular district, but in a district um, uh, that I'm very familiar with and that I work closely with. They've even got early access to ChatGPT4 and they're piloting um, uh, the promotion or the development, the in-house development of uh, right now, it's just sort of like business and uh, logistics side of the house. Um, tools for the adults to use that hopefully make their jobs easier, access to information easier, and so forth. Um, I would say that it, it's not that we're going slow, but I think we're going cautiously, and we're waiting to see. Uh, we're, we're waiting. We're waiting to get a, a sense of what's under the hood um, a little bit more before we are are making any sort of like blanket efforts one way or the other, right? Whether to slow down on something or to speed up on something, but we certainly are giving our teachers a lot of freedom to, to prototype, to test, and to iterate just so that kids and teachers can find out what this technology is, what it can do, what it can do, what are possibly some of the things that we need to be worried about, and how in the future might we be able to design with it and around it. 
Like many districts right now, we're, we're just trying to get a little bit more comfortable with ChatGPT. Um, we have talked about the need uh, to adjust assignments and, and to possibly look at grading in a different way. Uh, I don't think we've had enough knowledge or practice with it yet to make sure we put something in place that we feel completely comfortable with. But it's something we're going to continue to look at over the next school year so that we can put something in place that won't just fix it, hopefully for a few months, uh, but that will actually be around for a while. Thanks for listening to our smartsocial.com podcast. I'm your host, Josh Oaks. This was our district talk segment where we interview school district leaders to learn how they're keeping students safe on social media so those students can someday launch into their future by shining online. This episode was brought to you by our smartsocial.com VIP program. It's called the Very Informed Parent Program, which helps you engage your students with teen-led video lessons. Stay one step ahead with our premium parent newsletter and discover hidden features on trending apps on teens' phones and our 54-plus live parent and student-friendly events every single year. You can click on the link below to chat with one of our team members if you want a free pass to our VIP program to support your community with our smartsocial.com resources. And if you're a district leader who has a success story, we would love to feature you on a future episode. You can click the links below to reach out. Thanks so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Have a great day.